You're listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. So before we move on fully, um, I want to just take an opportunity at the end of the year here to kind of reflect back uh, for a little bit, if you'll indulge me just for a little bit, on 2018. Um, it was Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said the years teach much, which the days never know. Anybody ever hear that? You familiar with that phrase? Anybody? No? How many of you are even awake right now? Come on, let's be honest. Like, you're getting major points for even being here this morning, but like, you're on fumes. Anybody? Just just fumes? Yes? Okay. Too tired to even raise your hand? Um, So don't worry, it won't be a real heavy message today. It's just something uh, hopefully encouraging for you. But um, when you think about it, The years teach us much, which the days never know. And really what that's telling us is that it's it's good to pause and to reflect. It's good to look back because we lose perspective in the moment. We lose perspective in the days. And there are things that if we actually pause and look back and try and take it all in from, you know, from zoom out on our life, maybe there's a whole lot more that we're not seeing or we're missing Because we're just so wrapped up in the days, the days, the days, and they just keep coming. The relentless return of Monday. Yes, anybody, for if you're working, it just keeps coming back. It's Monday and another Monday and another, and it just keeps coming. For pastors, it's the relentless return of Sundays, right? Like I preached, and then Monday morning, it's back to the next message. And you know, like I think somebody posted a picture of you know all pastors on. um, you know, after the day after Christmas, it's like finally made it through Christmas. I can finally, you know, finally rest. There's a picture of somebody at a window looking through and it says Easter. You know, Easter is just looking through and it's like, yeah, that's what it is. You know, for us, it's all right. We're, we're you're, you know, trying to do year end and year review. And, you know, and next thing you know, it's January. We've got to kick off a whole new year and a new theme and a new vision and all that stuff. And it's all good, but it's just constantly is a push and a push and a grind and you're going, you're just trying to keep afloat right? and you're getting through. And what happens when we're so busy, because we, we love the holidays, but we're surviving the holidays. Yes. Yes. Some of you, some of you are surviving the holidays. Some of you, I'm not sure if you're going to make it, um, but you're in the right place. But what happens in that moment is we just, we just lose perspective. We just can't see everything because it's so crazy. Um, So my prayer for you this morning um, is that as we, perhaps the hindsight um, will help you perceive something about God, which you may have missed in the moment. That's really it. That somehow by taking a a look back, you'll see something in God's hand in your life that maybe you missed along the way. And just an encouragement uh, to you today. So every year we do a theme, uh, we come up with a, a season, you know, we're, we're a tree, life tree community church, so we do a season every year. Our season this year was a year of multiplication, and uh, that was really, uh, sim- for us, what that meant is that we felt, felt like God was going to multiply uh, his, his life through us. Um, and uh, my prayer is that as we look at this year of multiplication, that you would see God's hand um, all over your life. You would just say, you know, maybe you feel you're sitting here and you go, you know, I don't know that maybe I, I multiplied in any way good this year. Maybe, you know, some I saw something that said, you know, I'm trying to lose. My goal was to lose 15 pounds for 2018. So, uh, you know, it's five days left. I only got 20 pounds to go. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess you may 
right? We're there. Maybe you sit there and go, I don't know if I multiplied in any way positive this year. Yeah, and this is not meant in any way to be a condemnation or a judging thing. My prayer is really that you will see the multiplying work of God all over your life and maybe ways that you didn't consider. We began the year by reading from the beginning of God's words to us. And you kind of do a little journey now. We began back in January of 2018. We looked at a promise God made to Abraham, who is the father of faith. And God asked Abraham, basically, he said, listen, trust me. And if you trust me, I'm going to make a promise to you. And, and Abraham did trust God. And he trusted God and he did what God asked him to do. And we pick up the story, Genesis 22. It'll be on the screen. It says, then the angel of the Lord called to, to Abraham from heaven. And this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me. And have not withheld even your son, your only son, which was, again, the trusting part. He says, I swear by my own name that, here it comes, ready? I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And here it comes, and through, it's coming, and through, verse 18. Not in there. And verse 18, can we get verses not in there? Okay, I will read it for you. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. The promise of God to Abraham. At this point, Abraham had, if you don't know, he had one son. One. And God says, I'm going to multiply them beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. He's like, I got one. You ever been to the beach? How many grains of sand to try and count it? He's got one. How many stars in the sky? We've talked about this before. In New Jersey, there's about seven. Seven stars in our sky. One of those is a helicopter, right? Um, But if you go other places like Maine or Outer Banks or Montana, wherever you go, somewhere else in the world where there is not light pollution, you will see that there are billions and billions of stars. Impossible to count them. And God says, I will make your descendants like that. He's got one. And through those descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. God says, I'm going to multiply your children beyond number, and they're going to be a blessing to the world. Isn't that what you hope and pray for if you're a parent? That your children would be a blessing to the whole world? How many of you would be happy if they just, like, brushed their teeth? Right? But a blessing to the whole world. That's the heart of God. Whether you have biological children or maybe children in the faith or just people that you have passed your faith on to. This was our prayer and vision for 28. That God would lead us to live in such a way that new life would come from us to others in such a way that it would bless the world. That was our prayer. That this year of multiplication, that we would bless the world. So the question is, how did God use you to multiply life this year? Who is here today, perhaps because of you? Or maybe whose life is different today because of you? Who is on the journey of faith because of you? How blessed is the world right now because of you? And how many of you are saying, oh boy, really you want me to measure that? It's really hard, right? And we sit there and go, it's, it's hard because so that's the point. In the moment, we're sitting there going, man, I didn't do anything this year. What difference did I really make this year? I mean, maybe maybe some of you are feeling really good about yourself right now. You're like, yeah, I, I brought somebody or yeah, somebody's different. I got I got two people. Man, you're like, really? OK, you're really feeling yourself. OK, 
here's a couple of ways. I'm going to take a look, and maybe this will help. Maybe this will help us see things in ourselves that we can't see. Let me ask you, what did you do with your money this year? Let's just start there. We did a series, if you remember, called It's Not Mine. Do you remember this? The seagulls from Nemo. Remember mine, 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 mine. So we did a series called It's Not Mine about money. And we didn't talk about money so that you could be blessed and have more money. We talked about money so that you could be free from the destructive potential of money in your life because money kind of gets its hooks in us and wants and, and, you know, we just want more and more and more and it never satisfies. But money is simply a tool. It's not good or bad. It's just a thing. It's, it's a thing that God can use to accomplish lots of amazing things. And our goal was that money would get its grubby little hands off our heart and that God would take his rightful place as Lord of our life and that we would see money and see God as the source of our security, not money. That God is the source of our provision, not money. That God was our comfort, not money. And Luke tells us that when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. It's a familiar passage. We've all heard that. And it says, but when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. If you remember the difference between something that's given to you and something that's entrusted to you. If it's given to you, it's yours. If it's entrusted to you, it's not yours. It's a trust. You're holding it for someone else. You're managing it for someone else. You will give account. Both of them are your responsibility. You give account for a trust. You don't have to give an account for a gift. If somebody gives you a gift card and you spend it, you don't have to tell them what you spent it on. If somebody gives you something and says, hey, now go do this for somebody else. This is intended for this. It's mine. I want you to go do this. You have to give a report back. It's not mine. It's God's and his purpose is to use what he has given us to multiply life. So when you give to the church, when you give to Life Tree, right, you are entrusting that to us. It's what God has entrusted to you and you are entrusting to the church. And what we've done with our money reveals who we believe it belongs to. God promises that if we're faithful to give, we won't run out, right? There's always going to be enough. That he'll provide an abundance. And again, it comes down to trust. And we shared a declaration. How many of you remember the declaration? We read this and we talked about this throughout that month. We did this thing and the declaration went like this. And I'll be on the screen. It says, God, we declare that you are our provider. Just keep rolling. Keep rolling. It says, all we have is yours It's not ours. And what we do with what you give us matters. Today, we return to you a portion of what you have entrusted to us. We believe you can do more with this than we ever could. We believe that as we give, you will open the windows of heaven. And we believe that as we keep giving, you will keep providing. We declare that tithing is miraculous. It's divine math. And in giving, we will receive even more. We believe that as we give, this church will have all we need to accomplish your vision, multiplication. Right? We believe we'll be able to start new churches. Keep going. We will be able to generously help our community. We believe that when we give, your message of life will go out from this church to every continent on the planet. We acknowledge that your provision is not for us to build bigger barns, to hold our stuff. Those are really technical words. And we affirm that you give to us so that we can partner with you in the miracle of provision. Do it again today with what we are about to return to you. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many of you believe that today? That that's what God does, right? God does this stuff. Some of you, maybe I need to preach that again if you're not sure. But I'm telling you, that's what God does. When we give, he can do more with it. So let me ask you, what did you give this year? I don't know. I have no idea what anybody gave, so I'm not asking this from a sense. I'm just saying, what did you give? Think about what you gave this year. All right, you're going to get a report from the church. You'll get a, a receipt, and it'll tell you exactly how much you gave. But my question is, how did God then provide for you this year? Was it for your loss? What you gave, did you suffer because you gave this year? Or did God provide in ways that were miraculous for you this year? As you give, did you see God show up in your life in, in, in miraculously? How many of you got jobs this year or raises or promotions? How many of you got financial blessings in some way this year? How many of you sold a car perhaps for more than you should have or got a deal on something that was better than it should have been? How many of you, somebody showed up and gave you something and it was out of the blue and surprising and you go, wow, that was unexpected. Or how many of you found 20 bucks in your pocket after you put them through the wash and you forgot that it was there and you go, oh, yeah, those little things. Sometimes that's just God showing up in all sorts of ways. Let me tell you, your money multiplied the kingdom of God this year. You know why? Because because of what you gave, you know what our church was able to do? We helped a church called King's Cross right here in Robbinsville get started. They're meeting at the senior center right now, and they're about four months in. Because you gave, there's now a church that started in Robbinsville. But, but also there's Family Restoration Center Church in Guadalajara. That you helped to start. See, that's that's their service right there. So the, the, that ground, you we bought that. This church bought that. We sent money to help them buy that land. We're going in just a few weeks, sending a team to continue the construction work. See, because see that tarp over top? That's their roof. It's just a tarp. But we're we're we're. Sending materials, that's what your money that you give, that you don't think about, that you're wondering what difference does it make? What did I do this year? How did I multiply? Let me tell you, you're making a difference to people in Mexico. But not only that, you may not even know this, but we helped support a church in Wyoming called the Orchards Church. I heard about this. I was like, listen, they're called the Orchards. Their mission statement is people growing together, producing fruit in Lander, Wyoming. I'm like, man, come on. We got to help these people. They're too much like us. And it just so happens that this guy right here, his name's Todd Pettibone. I grew up with Todd. Todd's dad was a pastor. We were pastor's kids. Yes, they're Red Sox fans. We can pray for them, but they're all the way in Wyoming, so it's okay. But Todd, I saw that he was doing this, and I was like, man, you're a multiplication. We got to help. We got to help. So you're helping a church in Wyoming get started. They're just, I mean, they just had their, they're, they're like weeks into this brand new church. Remember, Rise City Church. In, in Pleasantville, outside of Atlantic City, remember they came, we had Jen and Ronnie Doherty come and share with us. Remember the little girl with like super powerful, like she was like, like all over the place, right? They're incredible. They're starting awesome stuff in Atlantic City and they're doing work right there, right now. I'm telling you, because you give, there are children in Wyoming who are hearing about Jesus right now, today, because of what you gave. There are moms and dads in Mexico who have a floor to stand on. That are bringing light of Jesus to an entire community that was once dark because of what you gave. It's, it's echoing in Guadalajara and Tlajomolco. You can't even say it. I can't even spell it. 
It doesn't matter because when you give in those little buckets, that's what happens. It multiplies. God takes it and adds life to it. Lives changed in Wyoming and Mexico. There are children in the foster care program that will be reunited with their loving parents who simply lost them because they didn't have enough money to buy a bed because of what rise and foster care prevention services, what they're doing there. You're making a difference in the Atlantic City area and you are opening the door for people to know that there's hope and that there's help, that there's somebody here that they're not alone. That's what you do when you give. You're helping people in New Jersey because you give your neighbors and classmates and coworkers have yet another opportunity to know about Jesus because of King's Cross, because there are people that will not come to Life Tree for whatever reason. They won't walk here, but maybe they'll go there. And if they'll go there, we're going to help. So you're helping your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends. Every time you give, you're making a difference. Not only that. But we help missionaries like Patrick O'Laughlin bring the message to Ireland. And Chris Ali bring it to the Muslim community. And Joseph Kim, if you remember, he came and shared about how this Korean American is going to the Dominican Republic. And how Dave and Julie Goldschmidt are going to Scotland and are reaching all of these different places. We bought shoes for kids in Mexico. Can I tell you, you have blessed the world because of what you've given. Think about it. This year, because of what LifeTree has given, just with some money, it's blessed the world. It's making a difference. We support over 50 missionaries and organizations from all continents to right here in Robbinsville. I've got good news. We're not done. Multiplication is not like a 2018 thing. It's now something woven into who we are as a church, and we're going to continue to do it for the years and years to come. This needs to be part of our DNA moving forward, that we are a church who believes in helping the world. We are going to be a blessing to the world. As God continues to multiply, we're going to give. And as we give, it echoes. The heart of God is for us to be a blessing to the world. And everything that you give, whether it's your time, your talents, or your money, goes towards that mission. I just want you to know that. Can we just come on? Can we just clap it up? That's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible what a small little church that doesn't even own a building. All our stuff fits on carts that fits in one small classroom over there. And we don't even fill the room. Maybe like a third of the room. Everything that LifeTree owns in the world can fit in a small classroom. Doesn't matter how big you are or how much you have. What God can do with your something is He can feed the world and be a blessing. If you remember, we shared a series called The Heart of the Father right around Easter time. And we talked about who our God really is. That it can be hard to see God, but that God sees you no matter where you are. The heart of the Father is to be found by you. And Jesus will do whatever it takes to bring lost people home. If you remember, we looked at the stories of the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And we sang a song nearly every week that went like this. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. So God loves us and chases after us. He, want, he wants to multiply us and make us a blessing to the world because He loves us. We heard from men at Teen Challenge 
How God never quit on them, even in their darkest days. And heard testimonies of God chasing them down and going after them. Let me ask you this question. How did God chase after you this year? Were there days that you ran? Were there days that you knew what you were doing and just walked away? Where did God have to go to find you? How many times have you run away and God came after you? If you're hearing this today, it's because God hasn't stopped coming after you. If you're here, it's because he's still coming after you. And there's something inside of you that knows that he's not given up on you yet. It's what he does. His love is real. It's not some religious game we play. God, I love this phrase, is the hound of heaven. He has your scent. He's on the trail. And it's not because he has to, but because there's nothing more that he wants to do than find you. And what's true for you is true for others. So again, next question is, who did God send you after? Who did God send you after? Who did God put on your heart this year? If you remember, we, we spent a whole month praying for one person. Every single day, just pray for this one person. Who has God put on your heart to pray for, to care for, to bring here? See, God wants to multiply the search party. Just imagine we're all out there searching for lost sheep and God's saying, hey, join the team. Let's spread out. How about you go to Johnson and Johnson and you go to ETS and you go to New York City and you go to Philadelphia and you go to Princeton and you go to Hamilton and you go to Trenton and you go to Ewing and you go to Robbinsville and you stay in your neighborhood and you go to this school and you go to Sharon Elementary School and you go to the high school and you go there. That's why we put time and energy into engaging our community through things like Robbinsville Day and community service projects and hunger projects and VBS and not doing a parade um, and uh, the A21 walk. It matters so much to God because we are not just people. If you remember, we are sons and daughters. And he equips us to raise more sons and daughters. Something activates in us when we're together and we bring out the best in each other. And the best news is this. Our sons and daughters will exceed us. They will go farther than we ever could. This year, we dedicated some of the littlest and newest members of our church. There was little Eli. We dedicated Eli and, and little Andrew, baby Andrew. And we, we had little ones come. We had treehouse kids growing. It's a critical ministry where our little ones learn about God and what life is about. Our rooted youth are on the move. They did youth convention and winter retreat and camp and all sorts of things. They met throughout the year to learn about who Jesus is and what following him looks like for them. The work that, that Anna and Pastor Andre and Pastor Kerry do. It's invaluable in helping our young people discover who Jesus is. But the reality is they can't do it alone. And the most powerful tool in raising sons and daughters is us. It's our example. I can teach people what I know, right? But there's so much more to know than what I know. I do damage to you if I'm the only voice you ever hear. My kids need other people to speak into their lives. Right? That's why we bring other pastors up here and I don't preach every week because if all you ever heard was me, you'd be getting a very flat perspective. But instead, we bring other people in so that you hear just a kingdom of God in new ways. One plants, another waters, God adds the increase and it takes a village. There is something you are uniquely gifted to contribute. It's why we have Compass Course. How many of you went through Compass this year? Well, raise your hands. Look around. There's people that went through this course because the goal is to say, what is it that you bring 
How do we help you find it? what you bring to this equation? So the question is, what has your example contributed to raising sons and daughters in the faith? What has your example been this year? How many of you hate that question? You're like, oh, please don't ask me that question. What, what, what example, you know, how has God used you to show others, both young and old, who he really is? So the good news is that even in our brokenness, if you will try your best, that's enough. It's not about perfection. There are no perfect examples. There's nobody here living life, and it's like, hey, you should just model your life after me. Like, please don't. Remember Charles Barkley? I'm not a role model. Like, don't. But I have a responsibility, but I'm not perfect. We're broken people. We studied the story of Esther, if you remember, in, in a series called Brave. Two things make us brave. God with us and you with me really what it comes down to. That's what enables me to do all this multiplying stuff. It's knowing that one, I'm not alone in this and my brokenness, God is with me. And two, that you're with me. And we said those, remember those, those um, commitments we make to each other. I believe the best in you because God believes the best in me. And I won't give up on you because God never gives up on me. And I'm going to give you what I have because God has given me everything I need and more. And I'm going to go with you because God is always with me. We, it's why we create opportunities to grow together and to be together. This whole thing of multiplying is meant to be done in community. It's why we partner with other churches for Thanksgiving community services. And it's why we help other churches get started. It's why we do branches groups to help you do this in community, get to know relationships and laurels. And logs are women's and men's ministries and ability tree events for families who feel disconnected. It's why our hospitality team makes meals for, for people in need and supports families. And it's why we do gifts for schools. And it's why we bought Christmas presents for, for kids here, right here in Robbinsville. You have no idea how much we spend on hospitality. If you want to know, come to our annual celebration. We'll give you all the details on the numbers there. But it's why we do these things, the life tree at the ballpark and our summer barbecues and crunch and munch and all this silly stuff. The Ocho at Taco Rito, which was really good. That was really good. So we make each other better. And when we get together, you enable me to multiply what God has put in me and share it with the world. The thing that will influence your ability to multiply most is your dirt. We talked about dirt. It's the soil of your heart that makes all the difference. And there are some equations, right? Good, so, good seed. The seed is always good plus hard dirt. Equals a forfeited life. It's the story of unbelief. Good seed, which is the word of God, plus rocky dirt equals a shallow life. Story of wandering. Good seed plus thorn filled dirt is the story of regret. It's the wasted life. It's where other things just choke out what God wants to do in your life. But good seed and good dirt equal the good life. It's the story of fulfillment. You are made to multiply. God put this in you. You have the potential to multiply, to be a blessing to the world. That's why we did things like X-Factors this year. How many of you participated in at least one X-Factor throughout this year? Hopefully you did. And if not, um, we're going to try again in 2019. So we'll talk about that in a, in a few weeks. But X-Factors were to help you cultivate that dirt in your life. So we memorized Acts 2.42. Any of you can remember that? Anybody still got it? I know it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching, to fellowship, to prayer, and the breaking of bread. Remember, we did soap. Remember soap, you're going to hear about that again in a few weeks, which is uh, how to read the Bible. 
We did the 10, 15, 20 challenge about giving. If you give 10% or 15% or 20% for a month and just challenge, see what God does in your life. Had you read a proverb a day in April. Prayer for one, like we said in, in May. We read, read through 1 Corinthians. Remember the red bracelets? We had the red bracelets. Everybody says, love is. Um, if anybody still have your red bracelet on? Anybody? No? Anybody still got it on? No? Somebody still have them? Yeah, you got yours on? All right, good. Um, month of encouragement. We did fasting in August. Remember that? We had meal-free Monday, tech-free Tuesday, watch-free Wednesday, thankful Thursday, fear-free Friday, spend-free Saturday, and Sabbath Sunday. All these things to try and help you grow in your faith. Say, God, how are you doing in the soil of my heart? And we came to the creed. I would like you to, could, can we just say this together? Would you say it together? Oh, that's really dark. All right. We'll try and say it together if you can read it. I mean, some of you should know this by heart anyway, but let's try and read it with me. But it says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. We talked about what we believe and how it anchors us in our life. We worshipped in October. We gave you CDs and encouraged you to listen to music. And we had worship nights throughout the year to help you grow in that sense of personal worship. We did thankfulness jars in November. Right? Thanksgiving is basically saying, listen, I, I want to thank you because I know you didn't have to. And I know you didn't have to, and you know you didn't have to, and I want you to know that I know that. Remember, God wants to give us more than we know how to ask for. And thankfulness simply releases God to give it. We did Advent wreaths and readings in December for Xmas. And uh, that's done now. We're done. Christmas is over. Put away your tree. How many still have your tree up? How many of you put it away already? How many of you got it down? All right, some of you got it down. Like the day after, the day after. Yeah, ours, you just, like... I'm a little concerned if it gets a little bit warmer, the tree might just combust. Like you just touch it and like a thousand needles fall off. It's going to be fun getting that out of the house. We're like trying to hold out till New Year's, but I don't know if it's going to make it. Um, it's just when we look back and reflect on all that God has done in this year, so many different ways that we've, hopefully that you've grown personally. But when you see what we've done corporately, all these kind of things, God is multiplying life. In and through you. So the question is, how is, how is your soil of your heart? Do you feel like the condition of your heart is different now than it was a year ago? Is it, is it better ground? Do you understand God's word better? Are you growing in your faith? Hopefully you can answer affirmative. And if not, that's, that's what we're here to do is to help you say, hey, how do we help you grow from root to fruit? How do we help you develop that in such a way that... You multiply life. You multiply life. You can claim life tree's multiplication as yours because you are life tree. We are the church. It's not, there's no, listen, everything we own fits in a room, right? It's not us. There's nothing magic about this. It's just what the power of people doing together, what God can do. 
We are meant to multiply by coming together. It's not like you go out there and do your thing and you just get credit for your thing and, and you don't get any credit for this. No, we all get credit for all we do. We just share this. Our successes is your success. Our victories are your victories. Right? That's how it works. We share. And I want to tell you that undeniably God has multiplied not just life here in Robbinsville, but he has multiplied life around planet because of this church because of you because of what you've done the testimony of 2018 is this god is multiplying life in and through us he can and is using you to be a blessing to the whole world it really has been a year of multiplication we're going to close this is the this is going to be a short one today just an just a year in review i don't want to keep you too long i know you guys have you know, a whole week's worth of stuff to get. So, Nikki, if you would come on up and uh, I don't know if you want to play the keyboard. We're just going to close. I just want to read one verse to you as we close. And I just want to give you just a few minutes to reflect. Pastor Dre encouraged you. Nikki encouraged you. But just look back and say, okay, how has God multiplied my faith? How has he multiplied life through me to others? And you know what? Here's the good news. Today's a new day. I know it's the end of a year, but you know what? God's not done. The point of testimony is just to talk about the past. So this is what God has done. I want to point to it. So that's what God has done. But it's not just for yesterday. It's because we believe that he can do it again. Not only can he do it again, but he can do it in greater measure. I believe you can do it again. See, the best is still yet to come. God is just getting started. The best stories are still yet to be told. If you're in here, I don't care how old you are, your glory days are in front of you. The good old days haven't happened yet. God's not done multiplying life in and through you. But now maybe it's a seed that He's planted. That becomes part of your DNA. That becomes part of your story moving forward. Would you just close your eyes? I want to conclude by reading a passage from Ephesians. It's a prayer. It goes like this. It says, when I think of all this, when I think of all that God has done, when I think of all that God has accomplished, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God. All glory to God. Let's take every success, everything that's been good this year. Every blessing. Every, everything that you would call good. And give glory to God for it, because He is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more 
than we might ask or imagine. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Nikki's just going to play for a moment. We're going to close our service shortly. As she does, would you just sit there and just take a few moments and just say, God, I want to thank you. And if there are things for which you struggle, say, man, it's been a hard year. Maybe you can just thank God that you're, that you're still here. That he's with you. That he's brought you through what he's brought you through. And that where you are now is just a place. And there's more places. And there are more seasons to come. He's not done writing great stories in your life. Our God is a God who does everything good. He's a God of redemption, of restoration, of forgiveness, of grace, of mercy, of love, of healing, of blessing. His desire is not just to bless you, but to make you a blessing to the whole world. Just take a few minutes and let God speak to you. And then in just a moment, we'll close our service and uh, conclude the story of Life Tree for 28. Thanks for listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.com.